Devils knowing. All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 490. Jason Lindgren is with me, and Ross from Conscious Technologies joins me in a minute. I'll give you the uh, previous episode. As you may remember, he was on previously. I don't know. It's not been a year. It's a few months since he's been on, and we talked a lot about the core harmonizer, which I have one in my house and um, I keep it going 24 seven. We'll talk about these things. Welcome, Jason. And rather cool. Good morning. Welcome, Ross. How are you? Very good. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Grateful to be here. I'm actually looking up right now so I can tell folks. All right. Ross Newkirk joined us the first time on episode 442 and I guess, according to the title, I hadn't remembered that we we got into cymatics, among other things, one of my favorite topics. But um, how have you been, Ross? How is your production going on the things that you make? Uh, very good. Thanks. Yeah, it's been uh, really wonderful to start to see, you know, a shift in the global consciousness as things are starting to fall apart. People are starting to realize there's got to be other ways of doing things. And I think, you know, this is a, a a time of great uh, challenge, but also a, a time of great opportunity for everyone. You know, I think that this era of hyper materiality is starting to show itself for what it is. You know, we all grow up thinking if we get that big house and that big car, uh, we'll be happy. Uh, but we're beginning to realize that's not the case. And we're also beginning to realize that that's an unsustainable way of life. And I see a lot of people going back to spiritual concerns. Mm. And I think that we've got a real opportunity here. I think the speed at which this, I'll just call it, instability came on has people, you know, when you even watch things like the the people online that are in the, you know, we talk about stocks and money markets and things, even those people are starting to openly state the shooting nonsense all the time and all these other things where a few years ago, you would never hear from certain sectors these things. So I think there's a real shift to distrust of uh, the people who are pushing the strings here. But where would you like to jump in, Ross? Let's, oh, you know what we should? I know we're exactly where. Why don't you tell folks where they can find you and what it is that you do? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we do here is we're creating technologies and offering sessions to help elevate human consciousness. Because when you're able to raise the consciousness of individuals, they start to get greater clarity for their own lives. They start to treat each other better, uh, themselves better. And, uh, you know, the world starts to change when new ideas enter into it. And, and when we're able to tap into higher levels of awareness and consciousness, that's when we're able to access these new ideas um, that are quite transformative. So you can find out more about us on ConsciousTechnologiesLLC.com. Uh, where we have our our technologies uh, from actual units that you set in your house to uh, pendants that have uh, different materials in them to uh, help uh, elevate your vibration. Also, we have a resource page on our website that has our our videos and and talks as well. And then we have a center that's going to be uh, reopening soon uh, in a much bigger location, and we can talk about that more later. Uh, the Awaken Wholeness Center LLC in Rhode Island, and then we also have another. Uh, website called vogelcutcrystals.com. And they're uh, amazing uh, crystals to help amplify intention and information. All right. Well, I'll get the ball rolling here with what I've experienced. So while I was taking care of my mother before she passed away, I was actually living downstairs 
in a kind of partially finished basement for all that time. And I thought, well, wow, I'm underground. I know that the concrete walls around that structure are pretty thick, like maybe not quite a foot. And I thought, well, I should be really insulated from bad frequencies. Well, here's what I noticed. I got to the point where I was going crazy because almost always in my left ear, I could hear a range of what I knew to be frequencies. By the way, I was a radio operator in the Marine Corps. So I know something about broadcast frequencies. A lot of the times it would be like a, and then other times other, but there's, it's periodic. So, you know, it's being broadcast. I think some people may confuse it for tinnitus versions of tinnitus, Mm -hmm. but I'm two miles away, roughly. Um, When you came to visit me, you drove right past it. I don't know whether it's 300 feet tall, an antenna that goes way, way, way above the forests. And I suspect that's where it's coming from. Now, as I moved everything upstairs, I said, that's it. I'm going to take action and start to re-imprint my house. I got crystals. I got all kinds of things. But one of the things I ended up acquiring was the core harmonizer from you which I placed in, in my bedroom and it goes 24 seven. Now I picked certain crystals to be exposed to that. And also a friend of mine, Derek Condit makes really quality orgone devices. So the way you have the core harmonizer set up, there's like a flower of life on top. There's like an epicenter and the music cone, the speaker cone is also seems to be focused in that way. So I put the Shungite in the center And sure enough, without much time going by while I was in my bedroom, it had stopped. And then I noticed through most of the house, it was stopped. And I was like, wow, for the first time in years, I don't feel like I'm being blasted. Mm. And then about four days ago, it started up again. As soon as I walked out of the bedroom in the morning, it was just only in my left ear. And so I realized what's probably going on as the world is doing what the world's doing. Everyone's aware of what's going on in the world. I think they're upping the nighttime frequency as we sleep. And so I had to work to start to get the rest of the house, but that's what I wanted to bring up. Have you noticed over the last week or so an increase to the kind of negative frequency exposure? I haven't noticed uh, in the last week, but I have noticed that there have been more broadcasts of these frequencies because I think as the consciousness starts to wake up, the so-called dark side has to up its game to try to hold on to this control mechanism that they've tried to create. But the good news is, is human consciousness is raising at a rapid exponential rate, and they wouldn't be able to stunt this and stop the transformation that is occurring on, on the world. There's just I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Even when you look at some of the, the children that are coming in now, just so intuitive, so amazing. I've, I've met, you know, some young healers and children that are able to see auras and, and feel things and, and use their intuitive abilities. And so I know that they haven't come in at this time to just be controlled and on a planet that just goes downhill. So that is definitely an indicator of the future is bright and people are continuing to raise their vibrations. And it's actually becoming easier and easier for people to wake up one, because the the news is starting to be so ridiculous. It's laughable. Even those that used to, you know, really buy onto it are starting to realize like, wait, this can't be, this can't be true. This can't be right. But also as the frequency around the planet starts to rise, there's people praying all over the world at every hour of every day. 
and that frequency goes out and it has a uh, an effect on on people's consciousness. You know, it's sort of like the uh, the four minute mile years ago. No one could beat the four minute mile, and then one person actually broke the record. And then all of a sudden, when that record was broken, which was thought to never been able to be broken, uh, it started to be broken all over the world, even by people that didn't know it was yet broken. And uh, so it's this frequency that has gone out. And we are all frequency beings. Everything is frequency. So as we start to raise our awareness and consciousness and tap in to these uh, really God-given universal abilities, we can start to change our lives and change the planet. So you're talking my dialect now. Isn't it interesting? And I love that you brought up the four-minute mile. Not many people are aware that the original Superman archetype, one of the things that's claimed about it was people way back figured out that this must be the only trajectory for humankind, right? We get better and better and better. So they exaggerated it. And at some point we fly, but you're making a perfect point. What would be the point of the Olympics as an example? Not that I have much respect for it as it is now, but nonetheless, there are human beings there striving for greatness. So let's respect that instead of the people who control these things. If a record was never going to be broken, if there was a plateau at Olympics where up, oh, that's it. Fastest swimmer has swum fat. That's, <laughs> that's not the case. And that is proof positive. And what's interesting about these ideas is what is it for me? It's got to be cycles. And what is it about a cycle? Well, something's different now. In the yuga idea, they have this claim they make where we get closer to a consciousness center and what they call ether comes closer down to us and we get these amazing abilities. But I notice what you notice, the most jaded, well, not even jaded, the most diluted of places like money markets and other things that were so mainstream, they're not buying the narrative anymore. Mm -hmm. And this is a huge opportunity. And I don't know if you agree with me, but I suspect that all the systems we had lived for a century or more were low vibrational systems, hyper materials. I think they've all got to go away now. And the problem with that is we don't like change. Change is hard, but you know, I'm adjusting. But before you answer that, I wanted to mention, you gave me a Shungite disc with the flower of, of life on it. I have worn that every day since you gave it to me. And I just wanted to mention, I forgot a moment ago that I think that also has helped me with the frequencies that I felt I was being exposed to, but to get back, I don't think it's arguable anymore. Even the most mainstreamy places online are beginning to kick against the walls. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. As the frequency rises, truth has to unveil itself and these lies and, and deceit and lower vibrational frequencies, they aren't uh, coherent. They aren't cohesive. And so when you have something that's built on a lie, it's built on sand, it starts to crumble and fall apart. And what you find is the people that have been in, involved in, with all these misdeeds, they end up turning on each other. The system will actually take down itself. So my father said, don't fight the system, create the system that you want to experience. The system will end up dissolving and attacking itself and collapsing. Don't get involved too much in that. Otherwise you get taken down and your energy shifts to that negativity. So start to create 
the new world what you want, the new systems, the new protocols, the new schools. More and more people are homeschooling. People are stepping outside of some of the control structure. There's bartering systems that are happening more and more throughout society. There's other ways of doing things. And as we start to step into that, we place our power in that and we start to change the world. It's definitely not going to be uh, a system that uh, (laughs) I don't think that is going to change from the top down. I think it's going to be a bottom-up approach where it's going to be the people that end up changing the system because the people that generally are attracted to politics and so forth have a a need or desire for control and are often misdirected and, and persuaded. That's not saying that all people are like that. Certainly there's some really good wonderful people in there trying to make some changes now. But I think it's going to be a bottom-up approach that ends up changing society here. And we're all a part of this. And that's sort of beautiful because it's very empowering to know that you're a part of it rather than you're dependent on what some incoherent, misdirected people are thinking. And that's going to depict your reality and your world. It's it's not going to be that way. It's going to be a bottom-up approach. You know, I think that's exactly right. And I think that's why the strategy I suspect that will unfold for this whole world shift with the jackals going for total control by digital means is aimed at the bottom because they know too that it will be bottom up the change that comes. And this is why it's so important for all of us to take care of each other. I suspect part of what's about to happen is that those of us with the least monetary resources will be consciously made broke. And the reason for that is they want UBI. So what they want to do is create a situation where the bottom of the social pyramid, where the most people are, uh, are going to beg for money. And they'll say, sure, here's the UBI. But right behind that is the digital currency, the programmable digital currency currently being called, I think, CBDC. Mm -hmm. or something like that, a central bank digital currency or something like that. But whatever the digital currency that comes from these people uh, will be basically slavery at a level we've never seen if it's allowed to happen. Now, they've done this in a couple of poorer nations in Africa, and they're still refusing to accept it. And this underscores what you're saying. We absolutely need to make the world we want to see. And in that, we have to look out for each other. If you let your neighbor starve, or get into a position where they have to beg for help to live, then the strategy from the jackals gets to take a step further. And I think these are critical things to consider. We have to change the way we act in life compared to how we have in the previous century or so. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I think that system only will work with our cooperation. And you know, as more and more people start to reclaim their power, as more and more new ideas enter into it, which is what our technologies and our centers about is is, uh, raising people's awareness and understanding because the most amazing piece of technology actually exists within each one of us. And we've been uh, insulated from nature and the world. We wear thick, insulated, sold shoes, so we literally don't have contact with Mother Earth. We wear sunglasses and shield ourselves from the sun and 
vitamin D and we spend most of our time indoors, but I think more and more people are starting to go back to the childlike state. I mean, when you were a child, what did you do? You, you had no shoes, you're running through the mud, you were happy, you were joyful. And out of that joy and out of that happiness, that's where creativity lies. And we've become so rigid and created this false identity of who we really are. And uh, we've started to get caught up in these stories. And, and most people think that they are their story, you know, but the story is really just an experience. Uh, we're not our story. My dad, in his uh, later uh, years on this uh, this planet before he, he left, he had uh, he was a materials engineer, a world-class scientist. He was the member of the National Academy and worked at Penn State, was brought in at uh, Penn State to see absolute phenomena at the materials uh, research lab there that his friends started at Penn State and so forth. So he had lots of awards, a thousand patents to his name and so forth. And maybe, I don't know, 10 years before he left the planet, what he did was he decided to get rid of all these awards threw them out. He let go of this false identity because he knew he had to go back to a more childlike mind to, to uh, bring in more technologies and so forth. So he ended up enhancing his already amazing creativity skill set by going back to that childlike mind. And I think that is so important to uh, let go of our story. And that's how healing happens. You know, a lot of times people say like, who are you? Oh, well, I'm a, a person with this physical issue and they identify with it. But if we hold on to that identity, we're actually recreating that issue over and over again. So it, it looks super real and, and it feels real and we struggle with it and we tell people about it and so forth. But in order to gain healing, people have to be able to be willing to let go of that story and not identify with things that they don't want to experience and they don't want to manifest. And that can be quite tricky because some of us are very impressed by our story the abuse growing up or, or how our spouse left us or whatever the case may be. We're very caught up in our stories. But if you really think about it, there's only ever the now. There's only ever the now. The past is simply memories and thoughts that we're bringing with us. And one of the things that I sometimes reference is when a deer runs across a road and almost gets hit by a car, what does it do? It shakes. And then a minute or two later, it's grazing again. It's released that situation. What does a person do when they're in a traumatic situation? Let's say even almost getting hit by a car. They talk about it for the next 30 years as if it was so real. They, they create it. They turn that into their reality. The time that they got hit by the car, the time that this happened and that happened, they don't uh, release it. And in fact, the military, one of their ways to help people with post-traumatic stress disorder is this protocol called uh, TRE or tremor release exercise, where they actually have the soldiers lay down on the ground and lift up their knees and they, they teach them how to start to shake. And as they shake, some of the soldiers even start laughing because it feels silly, but what they're doing is they're releasing the trauma and they don't ha actually have to even relive it. A lot of times you can release it without having to relive it. And I think that to me, the path that we've gone down with uh, our wholeness center and uh, technologies is we've seen that when people are willing to release their story and let go, transformation happens so quickly. And those that are so adamant about holding on to it, they create this struggle. And it can be so hard to let go of your story. But then on the other hand, 
it can be easy too. It doesn't have to be this big process, you know? And I think that's why talk therapy doesn't really work is because people sit there and they talk about their problems over and over and over. We've had many people say, I've gone to psychiatrists and I've and, uh, you know, they're, they're well-meaning, but I'm still talking about my story three years later. What can I do? And some of the technologies that we have, what we do is we create a, a very coherent information field using light, music, and nested geometries. And when someone's in that environment, they begin to connect to higher levels of awareness and consciousness. And in that state, you, you aren't your story. You start to release that things become more plastic and, and soft and start to melt away and it, and it feels less real. And you start to connect to your super consciousness, which is omniscient, all knowing, which knows exactly what you need to do for your own growth. So uh, miraculous things can happen when you're, when you put yourself in a uh, very coherent, harmonious environment and start to release. Now, when you come out of that environment, if you go back into old ways of thinking and, and activity, then you'll start to propagate those issues that you had before. But if you're able to release them through this sort of aha moment that often people get, then your life starts to uh, transform and change. And it's been absolutely amazing to see people, everything from nail biters, stop biting their nails. There's this one woman that went through one of our technologies and my mom was the operator and this woman had never said too much about her experience. And my mom said, have you had any experience? And she held out her hands and she started to tear up. And she said, when I was in the technology, I got that it wasn't my fault. And it had to do with some kind of abuse or something like that, I imagine. And the lady got what she needed. She dealt with the root cause. And when you deal with the root cause, the manifestation changes. And that's why pharmaceutical drugs always have side effects because you're never dealing with the root cause. You've got to deal with the root cause. Otherwise, it's like a balloon. You push here and it bulges out over here and so forth. You've got to deal with the root cause to be able to release these things. Otherwise, you have end up with a turntable of, of medications on your kitchen table there and nothing seems to be working, you know? And uh, you really got to deal with the root cause. And I think we all have that ability if we're given the right environment to do it. And nature is a wonderful environment to do it. Sitting outside in nature with your bare feet on the ground in a meditative state, that's a, a great way to connect. And there's many other ways as well. You know, so much of what you just said there has me thinking of the age cycle and the systems that were put in place. If it is true that we have just left the material, the dark age known for materialism, and that we're entering the energy age where we're supposed to get more virtue, as it's put in the old writings. Um, electricity, of course, being the energy that's going to be taken much further. Uh, the systems that were laid over the top of it that we all bought into tend to teach us to rob ourselves of the moment. Uh, we've said it a lot of times the only thing that exists is this second. And while I tried to describe it, it slipped away. The past has no existence anymore and the future even more so because it hasn't occurred yet. And so all these things that waste or get us to focus away from the current system are retarding where we could be. If you consider all the lies we're told, these all require maintenance. There is so much energy that will need to be expended to maintain these lies. And what these lies do is they pull us out of the moment and get us to think of this supposed event that happened or it didn't. 
In other words, nature shows us that a true foundation will stand the test of time. What we're talking about, the system that we're all bucking against now is not that. It's a false foundation. It constantly has to have engineers on the site to maintain it. They do little things like uh, the latest example of false news was a piece broke off the sun. The moment I saw that, I rolled my eyes. I wished it was spring so I could have my brand new solar scope to show you. Not only does this happen all the time, it's happened in this exact same place at the exact same size. And what they're doing is it's akin to taking off your shoes and grounding to the earth. They're getting you to consider the sun as your enemy. Well, that's so far from the truth. You couldn't get further. It's the light of this world. It's the guarantor of life. It's all these things. And this stupid little newscast is going to pull us first out of the moment and then into fantasy and then get us to disappreciate a thing that we should absolutely appreciate. And it's interesting too, Ross, you know, we should talk a minute because your opening bullet point was about thought forms. And we've talked about this. A thought form is measurable. Therefore, when you think a thing, it now truly absolutely exists in the world because that can be measured. So even by the materialist standard, a thought matters. Now think about all the news and other crap that's making thoughts in your mind. But when you see, say, like uh, novice monks, what do they do? The first one, almost all the traditions that I've read about, they do things like count their breath, count their steps. What's that doing? It's trying to pull them into the moment, right? That's the whole name of the game. But what's not so openly advertised as part of what they're doing is focusing their mind on the moment back into their own mind. And the reason for that is they're trying to identify the moment during the day or the moments during the day, which they go to sleep and go on to autopilot. I mean, what would you add about that? Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. You know, they have to, you have to step away from things uh, that are really distracting you in your life. A lot of times people work too hard to get ahead, but when you're in that moment, your nose is to the grindstone. You're just thinking about meeting your financial needs or whatever the situation being rather than listening. And when, when you're able to get into that state of listening, what you're doing may change and there may be something that is a much better fit for you, but you'll only ever know that if you start to move in and access that kit of intuition, because within intuition, you have the ability to heal yourself. You have amazing perceptive capabilities, uh, intuitive capabilities, all of that's within you. But unless you are able to step outside of the the matrix and realize like what is what is true here, that is you are a spiritual being, you're an omniscient being, all-knowing, omniscient, all-knowing. You know, how how is it that people can suddenly express uh instantaneous knowing it's because they're tapping into uh, higher dimensional consciousness and awareness. We see this all the time with schools of fish and flocks of birds. They're expressing one mind, one consciousness. They're moving together as one, but humans have become very disconnected and we feel separate and alone, but that is actually not the truth about us. When you go out in nature, nature expresses how actually what we should be like. The trees, the root systems are all interconnected. When there's a fire, there's signals that go through the root systems to warn the other trees and to get them prepared for what is coming and so forth. And they're constantly communicating with pests and so forth, emitting different scents or insecticides and so forth. They can create some of their own 
it's quite remarkable. So we need to to get back into this state. One of the things that my father got into was information fields and information fields are really a new field in science. I mean, they've always been there, but newly discovered. Classical physics says there's, there's five fields. There's an electric field, a magnetic field, a gravitational field, and a strong and weak uh, nuclear attraction field. But there's also something called an information field. And all living things actually possess an information field that surrounds their physical presence. Some people can see it and it gets manifested as the, the human aura. We've seen scriptures, uh, pictures of Jesus with light behind him. That's uh, a, a, an aura being uh, represented. It's really consciousness being expressed and extends out and manifests as colors. Intuitive people can see this uh, auric field and clairvoyant people, they can either see or feel it. It's uh, quite remarkable. And, and it's actually really important to be able to have people that can start to see these fields because you can tell a lot about an individual by looking or feeling these fields and see what energetic inputs they may need what so-called corrupt identity is or operating system is running within them to uh, allow them to self-heal. That's why a lot of people are using uh, frequency as a form of healthcare, really. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's uh, quite remarkable to be able to tap into these information fields and you can create an information field with your thoughts. You can create an information field via different geometries Nature is a coherent information field. That's why when you walk out in nature, you just feel calmer, you feel better. So there's different ways to create these information fields. And we use uh, technologies to do this, but higher dimensional technologies. These aren't computer technologies. I mean, we sometimes have computer control units in our technologies, depending on the system, but they're really uh, based in consciousness and they were received through consciousness. These aren't things that we just dreamed up. They were things that came to my father. We, we have a nonprofit up in the Berkshires in Western Massachusetts called the Lightfield Foundation. And he received him and a, and a team of people. And I helped build the structure. Uh, it took us a year and uh, two months and then more time after that, working more than full time to complete the unit and then add the upgrades necessary. But it, it looks like this giant sphere that um, is as tall as a room. And inside the sphere is a nested two uh, triangles, which it forms a Merkaba or star tetrahedron. And then inside, you're also inside two cubes as well. And so an individual lays within the structure, the structure opens up. It is very open feeling, doesn't feel claustrophobic or anything. You lay within these nested geometries and then there's a computer control unit, which is the size of like a washing machine or a console. And it has computer control units in there. And we're actually taking the information from light and music and putting it into that environment, that space. And we're using music that has been tuned to 432 hertz, which is uh, also known as some people call it the heartbeat of the earth or the universal frequency. I know, Crow, you've had numerous uh, shows and talks on 432 versus 440 hertz. And actually, there's a university in Italy that's been doing more studies on 432 hertz. And 432 hertz is a very coherent frequency that the music that you hear on the radio is 440 hertz, which is out of balance and actually activates the 741 hertz frequency, which is not a helpful one at all. Even though it is a self-edgeo frequency activated, it's also known as, I guess, the devil tone, but it's not a good frequency. But if you tune your music to 432 hertz, it starts to open 
open up your heart space. It, it starts to uh, allow uh, coherence and connection to, to occur. But um, this university in Italy, they've done a number of studies back in, I think it was 2019. And then again in 2020, where they had volunteers come in and they'd listen to 432 hertz music and some listened to 440 hertz. And they saw a decrease in uh, heart rates from the people that listened to the 432. And they also did another study with, uh, I think it was spinal uh, injured patients. And uh, there was greater, I think, healing and uh, sense of peace with uh, people that listened to the 432 versus the 440. So it's definitely an important frequency. So you can literally tune your m- musical instruments to that. And I know, Jason, you've uh, tuned yours to 432. Is that right? Oh, yes. That's what I tune to all the time for all of my music that I uh, record and play. But I'm curious, do you think that there was malicious intent to put the uh, different frequency out there for us, the general people, instead of the good frequencies for us to be hearing on a regular basis? Yeah, it's interesting because when you go research it, the A note was sometimes tuned to like 392 and then sometimes 465, which was really hard on on uh, singers' voices, I guess. And then people are going back between 432 and 440. It seemed like that it was definitely something that was planned because in 1939, the I guess the Rockefeller Foundation ended up instituting this world standard and they played a role with that. And the Rockefeller Institute or Foundation has uh, been known for flexing its muscles and trying to control but what they found that with 440 hertz, it actually took people out of uh, out of balance and didn't allow people to energetically uh, and mentally form a clear connection like they used to with 432. So the Stradivarius violin was tuned to 432, which was said to have some of the most amazing music. So I think it was planned to take people out of balance because if you can control people, then it's easier to so-called get what you want. This argument goes on and on, and it's really not arguable. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, It reminds me of, hey, Morpheus, why do my eyes hurt? Well, Neil, it's because you've never used them before. And what we see to this day with the whole frequency, the idea of 440, I, I, I have recently seen clips by very popular channels saying there's no damn difference. And it's just like, come on, man. (laughs) And then what you see is people making the argument using science trying to use math. And again, you're being led astray. Mm-hmm. Put down two plates, throw some grit, sand, sugar, salt, whatever the heck you want, and run them both. And what you will find is the 432 is complex and well-defined. What you will find on the 440 is it's muddy. The complexity has blurred. Uh, it's like, the dip, maybe it's like vision. Drink six beers And then compare it to the vision you had before you drank six beers. And that's, you know, that's a little over the top to make my point. But what people are missing here, they, so many of us start to realize cymatics is important. Everything you and I are talking about could be framed as a talk about cymatics. Why? Because we're talking about vibrations. What are vibrations? Frequencies. Everything about this new world we're entering in consciousness raising. It all has to do with it's the foundation. So if every shape has an energy flow, which cymatics proves that it does, then even the basic structures we live in can be shown to be disharmonious. 
So when you come along with 440 or these other things, by the way, I think it was two or three tries for them to implement that. And one of the ways that I understand they did it, they went for the orchestral piano tuning because it's very difficult. You know, you can tune a violin easily, but to retune a piano takes some effort. I've heard some different versions, Mm. but to this day, people are trying to act like there's no difference. And this is why Neo's eyes hurt. You've got to get back to the truth that nature provides. If you think there's no difference, go back and physically do it. Make the cymatics plates, make round plates for this works very well instead of square plates. And by the way, those square plates have the angles of sorrow in them. So I'm just saying, but everything that you and I are talking about here relates to your next point, which I want to get into thoughts, color, your reality. And you just brought up the information fields and that is not common knowledge to most people. So again, Neil, you know, why do my eyes hurt? Because you never used them before. But when thoughts color your reality, that really underscores the majority of how our world is being controlled by the negative inputs. Oh, people are killing themselves. Up, oh, we're at war. Up, oh, all the banks are collapsing. These create negative thought forms from person to person to person. And that that is why right now the world feels like it's covered with a wet blanket at times. I mean, what would you add? Truly, thoughts color the reality. Yeah, no, absolutely. Bruce Lee, the uh, the martial artist, said, as you think, so shall you become. I know Wayne Dyer said, uh, as you think, so shall you be. I think we have to get back to realizing that everything you need is actually comes from within. The physical world is manifestation of thoughts, manifestation of ideas. Everything around you is an idea that's vibrating its frequency. And so we have to go back to the outside world is a representative of human consciousness and thought. And, and we feel like we're being acted upon, that we're a victim, but we have to get back to the state where we realize we're the thermostat, we're setting the, the temperature, we're creating the world around us, that feeling uh, world around us. And we, we do it through feelings because to be able to tune into your own thoughts and see how you're feeling is an indicator on what you're actually creating right now. If you're feeling like stressed and tired or angry when you're in the car, someone will be honking at you probably. If you're feeling a sense of peace and love, you'll start to hit green lights and a car will pull up next to you with a little kid in the back just smiling at you. Everything is a reflection of thought. And I think we've become so disconnected and and that feels so foreign to us, but we have to get back to our roots there. There's that saying, there's two men in a prison one sees stars and the other sees mud. Like what are, what do you want to choose and vibrate to see? The, the person that sees stars is probably going to end up being released or at least have a better experience. The person that's seeing mud is going to be underfed and so forth. Yeah, I, I heard a story years ago that um, there was this, uh, and it was a true story. I forget where it came from, but it's a well-known one where there was a, uh, a man that was thrown into uh, prison wrongfully And every day he was fed this horrific food. It was fermenting and molding and all that kind of stuff and not enough. And they would slide the the bowl of food under the door and he would get it. And what he would do was he would send it love. He would just fill his thought with gratitude and it actually transformed the food. He would eat it. And this man kept getting stronger and stronger and healthier and healthier to the point where 
they ended up confronting him on this because they thought someone must be clearly one of the guards or something must be clearly sneaking him food or something. And they confronted him on it. And he finally said that what he was doing was just literally sending love to the food and gratitude. And I think that is so important. My wife's uh, grandfather used to say that gratitude lubricates the hinges to the door of opportunity. And as we're in a gratitude state, it's a different frequency band, a different frequency range. And in that different frequency band, different frequency range, what you get is you get a new toolkit, a toolkit that is uh, not accessible and it's not visible when you're in negative lower vibrational frequencies. If you start to raise your awareness and consciousness, all of a sudden new toolboxes appear and those new new toolboxes in it have the ability to transform your life. They have the ability to make uh, tremendous changes. For instance, um, if you're in a lower state of awareness or consciousness, you're not going to get the ideas of, hey, maybe you should start this as a new career, or maybe you should move here or do this. Those thoughts come when you're in a, a different mindset, a different frequency range. And in that, you'll be able to access what you're supposed to do, where you're supposed to be. Synchronicities will start to happen. You'll run into people at the right time and it'll be like, oh my gosh, this was just so amazing. I met this person at the right time and, and, and so forth. And so it really comes down to, we've basically hit, uh, there's been a division in society where there's two railroad tracks and they've been running parallel for a long time. And now they're splitting away and you have to choose which side you're on. Do you want to focus on negativity, suffering, pain? Then you will attract that into your experience. Or do you want to flip to light, to expressing love, awareness, consciousness, and growth? Both are choices. Both will eventually lead home, so to speak, because we're all here to learn. We don't have to beat each other up or beat ourselves up when we go astray, but one path perhaps will be a little more fun than the other one. And we really do get to choose. The world is not acting upon you. You are creating the reality around you. And it is, it's a hard concept to get because we all quickly come to examples of like, well, if that's true, then how about this? But you can shift your reality or your, your experience or view of it. So you may still have the same situation occur, but your perspective of it will change. Well, I, I think I would add, we've talked a lot about the two divergent lines, one being nature where all truth resides, the other being technology made by men because they cannot be gods of nature. They can't make a fish and so on. We've said it so many times. But as you just stated, these are parallel and they're diverging. And I don't think what people realize from my point of view, if you diverge with the tech path, you may be stunted. You may have ground that you have to catch up later from where you had stayed on the other path. But you had mentioned a few things, particularly the guy with the bad food that imbued it with love. And I think most people think that's a bridge too far. And because I think that's probably true, I'm going to tell the parking lot fairy. Tale. <laughs> so, and, and what I'm about to say, I urge all of you, particularly if you have a family that travel together, more than one person, two or three, four is great. Do this. And you tell me if there's any reality to it. In San Diego, there got to be so many people around the end of the 80s that it was almost impossible to park nearly anywhere you went. We used to love to go to a place called Balboa Park which was San Diego's leftover, their version of a world's fair. I think they called it an exposition, but it was almost impossible to get a parking space down there all the time. One day we drove down 
And we were all saying, man, I hope we can get a parking space. And right as I pulled into the lot, someone was backing out and someone in the car, don't even remember said who said, oh, well, that's the parking lot ferry. And we all (laughs) laughed and we chuckled and we giggled and we parked. Well, I don't remember what the distance was. There was another time we were again going down there. Oh, I think we're going to the San Diego Zoo because I, I was working with Bamboo at the time. And they were letting me in for free to help them, advise them on what to do. So basically, somehow it came up that we all needed to concentrate so the parking lot ferry would give us a good parking spot because we didn't want to drive around for 30 minutes. So all of us in the car did that. And lo and behold, the first row we pulled in, someone was backing out. That (laughs) That became a thing. So every time I was usually the person who drove. Every time we were going somewhere that is notorious, like the beach or somewhere else, we would, I would get everyone in the car to concentrate, concentrate on the joke, the parking lot ferry, but that we would have a space when we get there. Very few times did we not have a space. And that is really when I began to take group consciousness very, very seriously. And the whole reason I told that is all of you do it, get all those minds shaping and coloring their own reality. And if you've got a place where you know it's going to be difficult to park, open up yourself a space. The way you do it is by everybody concentrating that we're going to get a space where we can park to go do whatever it is that day. And it does seem a little materialistic, but the main point is that it really, it really does work. Jason, you want to jump in here? By the way, how close are we, Jason? I was just about to tell you that we're about there. I could hear you. You weren't thinking about the parking lot ferry. Um, <laughs> I pray to that ferry every time we go to the French Quarter. Does it work? Uh, sometimes. Just two of you in the car. Is Rose is Rose doing her share? I know she is. Uh, yeah, she does her share. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ross, why don't you go ahead and tell folks where they can find you? And I, I want to tell folks before you do that, they have Vogel Cut Crystals. If you don't know what that means, it's a very specific thing. Look it up. Very precisely created for an outcome. Uh, I'm very big on crystals. I've filled my house with what I can. The crystals can get very expensive. And from my point of view, you don't need the most expensive. The way I do it is when I go into a place, I try to sense which one draws me to it. Or if I know something more like I'm interested in doing certain things, I may look up what, what the supposed potentialities are before. And by the way, you can reprogram any, any crystal you ever own. You just need to look up. And by the way, all crystals do not go in water. You can ruin some of them. But I have the core harmonizer that I got from Ross. What's the mat called, Ross? The coherent meditation mat. So the coherent meditation mat is on a cot and it's got grounds for your feet. There's a little like it's cloth. It's like metallic cloth. It feels like cloth, but it, it can ground you for your feet and your hands a really nice pair of headphones, and then a like a receiver box that's made out of wood. My wife uses it a lot. And the moment you get on that, you can feel the difference. As a matter of fact, I wanted to say this before I hand it over to you. For those of you that think you might have tinnitus, I would suggest try this. Use, I mean, you could use 528, just go simply on YouTube, but do it from a reputable channel. Make sure there's lots and lots of hits, which I usually wouldn't say, but if there's lots and lots of hits, it means that the spiritually minded community has appreciated it and gone there. You could use 528 or a Solfeggio. You got to know what you're doing with Solfeggios. If you're hearing sounds in your ears, get in front of the Solfeggio, 
or whatever you're using, 528, whatever it is, and jack up the volume slowly, not to critical levels, just, you know, it could be a little bit loud and see if that frequency overrides what you're hearing in your head. And to me, if it does, then that proves it's not tinnitus. But um, I wanted to point out that those are all the things that I use from Ross. And I've already told you about the Shungite. Also, Derek Condit is giving away Shungite. Uh, we're randomly choosing people. Anyhow, I'm sorry for all that, Ross. Tell folks where they can find you and you can give out an email if you want to. Okay, great. Thanks. If you uh, are looking to learn more about our, our technologies and also see some of the podcasts and videos that we've been on, including uh, my father, uh, Mark Newkirk, he has a whole series on uh, which can be watched for free on our, our website, ConsciousTechnologiesLLC.com. And we sell the EMF uh, uh, pendants and the core harmonizer and cohere meditation mat and other technologies uh, that we make here in the USA. And then we also have uh, another place to go to experience them. If you're local to Rhode Island, we're actually shut down at the moment because we're putting in a much larger center focused on consciousness raising, but the Awaken Wholeness Center LLC. So it's awakenwholenesscenter.com actually, no LLC, awakenwholenesscenter.com. And if you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get information on when we open our center this summer, which we're super excited about. It's going to be an epic center. And then we also have another website, uh, vogelcutcrystals.com. And on that site, we just sell our crystals, but they're absolutely amazing. Amplifiers precisionly cut with the angle of the Great Pyramid, and they amplify energy and intention. So um, those are three of our sites. And then our, our nonprofit, which I'd mentioned earlier, is the lightfieldfoundation.com. And that's located up in the Berkshires in Western Massachusetts. Ross, I have a sponsored link to you, but I don't remember. Did you offer a discount? Uh, yes. Yep. If they enter Crow 777, they get uh, 8% off any of our um, products there. Not sessions, but um, any of the technology or whole house EMF technology or cell phone harmonizers for your phones to harmonize the EMF signal and transmute it to a coherent signal to the core harmonizer and coherent meditation mat and crystals and so forth. All right. When we come back, we've got a whole list of other things we're going to talk about. These are important episodes for the simple reason that we need to shift the way we think. The way we used to live this hyper-materialism that we've all been accustomed to, we have to slowly move away from this. As long as we remain in a hyper-materialism mindset, it's going to be very difficult to undermine those who want to control us. And they know what we're talking about. This era is coming to an end. Their old systems no longer work. And by the way, all that mind control been going on for so long, getting people to believe in things they shouldn't be believing in, a lot of it through media, news, movies, people ain't buying that nonsense anymore. It's going to get very interesting very quick. But the main takeaway is we've got to get more. Look, consider life that maybe I could think two ways. I could think with my body or I could think with my mind. When I'm thinking with my body, I want to go get high. I want to have sex. I want to do the things the body wants. When I'm thinking with my mind, I'm going on a higher path. And that's really the cut line for me right now. With that, I'm going to bring episode 490, hour one, to a close with Ross Newkirk from Conscious Technologies and Jason Langren to a close. We're going to prep up and we're going to come back for hour two and we're going to get into a whole lot more here. There it is. I'd like to wish you all, oops, I should say, uh, hour one is free to everybody at crow777radio.com. That is C-R-R-O-W-777radio.com. Members know to log in for the full two-hour 
episode. Members also have free access to the two-hour movie, Shoot the Moon, that covers my telescope work. By the way, I will be starting up my new solar, big solar telescope to try to start filming this spring on the sun as I did with the moon. With that, I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era. Cheers. Is the enemy of knowing.